Welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all the TV. I'm Jim. And I'm Cecily. What? Who? Is this, Who are you? Is this our first ever podcast, just you and I together? I think so. The, mm. I think the last time I did a podcast with you uh, was also with Aaron, and it was Young Pope. Young Pope. When's Young Pope I season two coming out? It, never, probably. <laughs> Uh, that was a lot that of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, but we're back to do a solo one because Aaron has not seen Ozark season two or maybe even season one. He's never seen any. Okay, uh, but you and I have both watched it, so we thought, hey, this is uh, you know topical right now. Let's get on the mics and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your what's your take on season two of Ozark? Um, I'm feeling kind of conflicted and embarrassed right now because. Uh, using Aaron as a test subject, I pitched him this show in the first season. I pitched him this show as Breaking Bad, except the whole family's involved, but it's just on the the administrative side. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot less like uh, hazard, I guess. Is that. um, but my my research before we did this podcast tells me that people were a lot cooler on season two than i was huh you know this okay. is the time when i was telling aaron like uh you got to get in on the show because it could go on for four or five seasons and i think it's mm-hmm. i I think it's great i thought season two it's much stronger but uh, i haven't seen that reflected anywhere else really okay because i Are agree you feeling the actually same way? Yeah. yeah um there were a lot of things that happened in season one over and over again uh with jason bateman just speechifying his way out of things yes that really didn't work for me and this season they didn't do a whole lot of that the the plots felt a little more plausible most of the time uh so yeah i'm kind of with you i thought this season was definitely stronger than season one right yeah and you you talked to aaron about your thoughts on season one previously right uh yeah i did like 12 minutes on a bald move tv podcast to about a year ago, back in August 28th, 2017. So, yes. Okay. So, if you want to call Jim on his bullshit, then uh, <laughs> you can refer back to that. But, um, good yeah. luck. There's no bullshit in there. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I thought season two was much stronger. Like you said, the, the repetitiveness of season one kind of was hard to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like season two had a lot more of that female empowerment. We had for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy, obviously taking the lead on all of these things mm-hmm. um, or on most of the things. And um, we got the introduction of uh, Helen. Oh, the lawyer, the, the cartel lawyer. Yeah. The cartel lawyer. I yeah. loved her. Yeah, she gave me a very, like, Robin Wright in House of Cards vibe. Right. And I don't know if it's just because she's a tall blonde woman with a serious demeanor, but, uh, yeah, very very much, like, felt, okay, this is a person not to be, or not to be, no, to be reckoned with. That's the phrase. Right, right. But also, this this Helen character has a little bit more relatability and, uh, uh, I guess, accessibility is the better word for it. Sure, yeah. Um, Because you couldn't talk to Robin Wright about smoking in secret. Uh, uh, when Helen asks what you tell your kids, you fire the question right back at her and she, you know, talks about her kids. She's got a life. She's all of these things. Um, and even uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of ourselves here, but go for it. At one point, she even comes to visit 
the birds. Uh-huh. And I think she full well knew that Marty and the kids weren't home and she came to personally call on Wendy. That is one of my favorite scenes because right. I, I did feel like in that moment, everything kind of came together and I was like, oh, have they, has she been like grooming Wendy or has she just been taking notice of how good Wendy's been doing uh, right. with, with this whole operation? And I think maybe there's a little bit of both in there, but it did feel very much like two people talking rather than, you know, the vice president or vice president. I guess she is now. I, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen that in like two seasons. So, uh, yeah, then the, then the first lady, like coming to you with a very serious matter, right? It was like a right. conversation between two humans. Right. Exactly. Um, I like that about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet she's also like very scary at times. I mean, when she makes a yes. threat, it's, you know, it's not idle. It's like, she's ready to kill you at a moment's notice or well, I mean, at least contact that, the people who will. Right. Or just ask that one guy who was um, dealing their heroin that was poisoned by the um, snails. You know, he didn't have anything to do with the poisoning, but he still got he still got the bag over his head at the end anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, man, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I binge watched and like sort of background watched this but not totally okay like some parts i background watched some parts i didn't like i very much got caught up in right there's some moments i'm hung up oh i wish i had um re-watched maybe some of season one or read some reviews or something but um there's a couple of things that i felt kind of itching at the back of my brain that i didn't get an answer for before recording this podcast but when marty found out that wendy was cheating on him mm-hmm how did that go down? Marty went to that hotel room and then that guy threw himself out of the hotel window and died. Uh-huh. I, I remember very distinctly this guy landing on the street and Marty walking away from it. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I feel like it's only, it's only important because of the interaction she has with Charles Wilkes. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that, marty handles charles wilkes requests right right um yeah they they do have a good memory in the show like mm -hmm. much better than mine obviously uh when they when they are playing with that idea you very much get the feeling oh okay so and and they bring up you know wendy's infidelity at some other point Mm -hmm. uh during it and you know it's it's part of her character's history it's one that you know she's not proud of but it's part of her history and what can you do and the show remembers that and uses it, and I like it. The, the, there was one one thing that the show kind of tried to do. I, I I like most of the plot points, and I'll talk about those in a second. But I want to talk about the one that I didn't like first. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's this baby. It's the baby. The, Never introduce a baby. It's it's, it's <laughs> a bad idea, and you can tell. You know that the writers know it's a bad idea because what they do is they put this baby in the bird household, the birdhouse. Is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> and then as soon as they possibly can, they get rid of it. Like they yes. juice that baby for all it's worth. They mine it for all of its potential plot uh, drama. And then they pass it off to Darlene. Okay. So what's your problem with the baby? Is it the fact that the birds took the baby in or the fact that it was kind of uh, the whole, what was his name? Martin, the baby's father. Yeah. yeah the, um, the preacher guy. Yeah. They spent an entire episode of him kidnapping her for reasons mm-hmm. and then ultimately to get the baby back yeah to get the baby back oh yeah, yeah. he because 
they they gave it up for to to foster care, right? Right, or but, it was taken from and put in foster care, and he kidnaps her, thinking, "Okay, you can make so this then, happen, so he can get the baby back." Yeah. But before that, like, why why did the show feel like they even needed to reintroduce this character? I don't know. That's the thing. It, it bugs me. Like they they really wanted this drama with a baby. They were like, "Oh, what's the scariest thing you can do? Put a baby in danger." Right. If they and, s- and then they just don't care to do much else with it. Yeah. If they had set up in season one that Darlene desperately wanted a baby, then right. it's like, okay, that makes sense. But they invented all of this to have mm-hmm. this extra weird uh, drama that I didn't think was necessary. I agree. That that was easily the weakest part of this season. And even then, like, I didn't hate it. No, no, no. I, I thought it was Absolutely okay, not. but it was just okay. Whereas, like, everything else that was going on was awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, that if if the only payoff is that they get to have the chance to utter the line, I don't have time to argue with you to each other in these uh, penultimate and the, uh, the final episode, then it yeah. was very effective. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> I mean, Wendy turning that line back on him was awesome. Yes. <laughs> was awesome. I mean, the, the ending of this, se- uh, this season couldn't have been any better, but let's not go there yet yes sorry i I want to talk about some of the other uh plot plot points uh one that i really really liked this season was wyatt uh like ruth and wyatt together right like ruth is desperately trying to keep this kid on the right track and give him a future he's doing everything he can to fuck it up because you know he's angry and confused and i get it like his dad's dead he doesn't know why uh he's you know charlotte at the same time is kind of like pushing him in a bad direction too because mm-hmm. she's all fed up with the way her her wife and her parents are going, uh, her family. So, Wait, how do you think she's pushing him in a bad direction? I don't know. When they like run away together in the van, and it's like, oh, yeah. are are they ever going to come back? Like, is this are are they just going to you know ride off into the night together? I don't think that would have a good outcome for them. Right. I mean, maybe not the worst outcome. Right. The worst outcome is they stay where they are. I think that's the worst outcome. Like, she stays but, with her mom and dad. Is it? <clears throat> because Wendy makes a pretty good point at the end um, with her speech to Marty about how they need to stay because this is where they have the best protection. Like, is the yeah, best outcome... Yeah, but I can't, I can't help but look where they are at the end of this season and go... Oh, absolutely. You don't want to buy into that, but, like, this, <laughs> okay. this is pretty safe here, right? <laughs> yeah, and I guess, you know, now that... Now that uh, Ruth's dad, whose name I can't remember, is Cade. Cade. Yeah. Now that Cade is dead, I think that's a much safer place for them to be. Right. Uh, in that kind of little enclave there, the trailer park enclave. Yeah. Yeah. On however much property they own, and yeah, because now Ruth is running the joint, and I think Ruth is actually the most decent person in that whole operation. I think. I yes, the yes, yeah, she's the most decent. I. I guess now in, in Marty's in, circles. In, yeah. In that, if I look at it, a morality morality standpoint, she has learned the most and grown the most as a person. Yeah. You know, from her learning to wire the doc to kill Marty mm-hmm. to her learning to, or wiring the doc to kill the right people, yeah. which were her uncles. Yeah. It's <laughs> not an easy I, thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she was kind of underserved this season. Um, oh, you thought so? Man, I, uh, I found her battle with her father fascinating. Yes, I think so as well. But it seems like after the first time, and I'm saying this fully well aware how hard it is to have that kind of relationship with your parent, 
Um, but it seems like an anonymous phone call to his parole officer could have stopped hmm. when he robbed the gas station. Right, when he right. robbed, or when he tried to break into the funeral home, or the, not tried, they did. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't get just didn't anything. Find anything. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's any number of times when she could have turned him in, but, you know, it's... Um, I guess I'm being really unfair to abuse survivors, <laughs> I guess. It, it, it's not, yeah, it's, 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 it's not a tough an thing easy to do, thing right? to do. Yeah. To, to turn on your family, especially the way she's raised. Like, it's clearly abusive. Like, she's being manipulated by her father in the worst kind of way. But there's still that familial connection, like mm-hmm. that love that's just so deeply ingrained and just, like, pushed into her that it's a hard decision for her to make. And I, I'm right. kind of glad that she didn't have to make that decision in the end. Um, cause I, I don't know the, the, my favorite scene in the entire episode or the entire season was when Cade dies. Cause I did not fucking want him to survive. No, I neither hate did that I. character, but I in, felt, in a good way. Right. Right. But that, that's why I think, um, Ruth was kind of underserved. Like that's the end. Mm-hmm. He gets just gunned down by a cartel person in the street. Yeah. You know, um, it, that's fair. There was no there was it, no closure there with Ruth, right? Right. There should have been some justice that was served to her or Wyatt or um who's that other kid three that nobody cares about? <laughs> his name's literally three. Nobody save it up for his college tuition. No. <laughs> they gave up on him a long time ago. You better ago. get your own casket, kid. <laughs> Start stuffing your pennies in there because nobody's saving for you. Right. Uh yeah, you can maybe get a job at the strip club mm-hmm. if Yeah. I don't know. The, the, is he going to be a dancer? Uh, Why not? Could he could be a barback or a dancer. Or, I don't know. Does he have any skills whatsoever? <laughs> no. I know nothing about this guy. He has red hair. That's probably like anomalous in in that area, right? Uh, is that something he could he could make money on? I don't know the statistics, but it, it can just <laughs> pop up anywhere. I hear. But you know what? I also can't name his father. The other guy who died with Russ. Oh, there was a guy Wyatt's who died with Russ. <laughs> right. I, was there really? Yeah. Cade's Shit, two brothers, Russ and the other guy who was Three's father. <laughs> His name was Four. <laughs> huh. Wouldn't it be, I, wouldn't I it be no two idea. if he came before Three? Well, that's how little respect they had for him. They named him Four knowing he'd have a kid that they could name Three. Yes. And the kid would probably be better. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I don't unfortunately, even remember that guy. they were wrong. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I like that. And I really like Wyatt's stuff about, you know, his his whole struggle to to kind of keep his life on track and whether or not he even wants to um, was interesting to me with, you know, getting kicked out of school to essentially like help Jonah. Um, I thought that was, you know, noble of him. And I've always kind of liked Wyatt. I think yes. Wyatt's like a decent kid who has a lot of really bad pressures on him. Right. Um and so I wanted to succeed. And when, you know, he gets kicked out for doing the righteous thing, it really sucked. And, you know, Ruth, like I said, I really liked Ruth's stuff with him because she was right in there defending him. And her her defense of him was shit. Like yeah. she she went in and she started yelling at people and getting throwing tantrums and stuff. And like that wasn't going to solve the problem. But Marty steps in, you know, and, and essentially pays his way back into school. Yeah. Uh but but I really, I don't know. I liked Wyatt's stuff in this season. Uh, and his interactions with Charlotte were good, too. Yeah, the the Charlotte relationship is interesting because mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not what 
you would expect, obviously. You know, you expect a, a girl like Charlotte to go for someone a lot different from her family, but for them to uh, bring it that close together, because um, Wyatt, at the time that he's having this relationship with Charlotte, believes that her father killed his father. Oh, so, yeah. Right. You know, it's just, it's interesting that those two would find comfort in each other. Uh, yeah, but and he kind of doesn't like he doesn't seem to blame her for it. Right. Like he's not going to blame her for her parents actions. Right. Uh, which I think is pretty good of him. Yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was that um, the times when Wyatt's alone and imagining his father, I thought was really well done. Yeah. Uh, the guitar scene I thought was really yes. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and him talking to his father in the truck and, uh, you know, this, him making peace with him. And, uh, I thought that was really, I thought that was, it wasn't really a portrayal of, um, someone dealing with grief that I've seen done before on TV. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty original. Um, and it really struck a chord with me. I liked it. Yeah. That's about all I have to say on Wyatt. Yeah, on Wyatt in particular, yes. But what about Mizzou? I don't know. We don't know. Mizzou, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He got accepted. Is he? Is he going to go? That's a. Is that a joke that I missed? No, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> okay. I, I just think it's funny that they call these like uh, these schools. They call them like Mizzou or Old Miss or yeah. the University of Ohio. Oh, I fucked that up. The the Ohio State. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. Like when you're, I know you've never done this, but like watching football on Sunday, no, they do these like profiles. Um, Well, it's a game. It's not the kind of football you Italians would think of, right? No, no, no. You play with your hands. (laughs) Sure, that makes sense. You know, they have these pop ups of all the players, and the players will say like, "I'm from this college." Right, right, right. But um, in Ohio, people say the Ohio State. Wow. Just like Mizzou okay. or Old Miss, I just think I, I just think that's a funny way to refer to a college. So it must, I assume it's one of the bigger ones. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a place in between technical school and the one of the bigger colleges that you have a stupid name for in uh-huh. Missouri that Wyatt could apply himself to. Sure. But I don't know. I didn't yeah. go to college, so. <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to have, like, the money. It's just, is he going to be willing to do it, right? Because he's pretty reluctant to, like, right. and is he actually gonna, go through with this. Yeah, or is he even going to accept Ruth's money now that right. he has yeah. that I don't in know. his mind? But also, what has Charlotte got to run away with Wyatt with? Uh, uh, an old book. <laughs> I actually really like that old book scene. Remember when she steals the the book out like of the bookshop yeah yeah i mean it i liked it too i, until I liked she his threw reaction the book out the it. window okay yeah <laughs> and then he's like what'd you do that for it's an expensive book and he turns right. around yeah uh he's keeping the, he's keeping that book <laughs> it, it shows that you know charlotte doesn't kind of can't understand where he's coming from right like he doesn't he doesn't feel the same way about a lot of stuff that she does and maybe she's like a little more privileged than he is like he gets caught with that book, like like he said, he's going to freaking juvenile for, you know, until he turns eighteen and then going to prison. Like, exactly. She like gets if caught they... with it. It's his, his her dad comes through and says, "Ah, eh, just forget about it." Right. Exactly. They pull the security footage and she's putting it in her jacket. He's the one that's going to pay the price for it. Right. Um, I thought that was a really interesting thought that the show uh, approached. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of um, playing with that privilege and that um, Ruth comes to Marty to ask him to buy Wyatt's way out of being expelled. And then he ends up doing it and she rejects it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Not that there's anything for her to reject there. I I do want to talk about the whole emancipation thing with yes, Charlotte that's while the next we're thing in my talking notes. about her. Uh, I actually really liked this and it felt like a good bit of comeuppance on her parents for some reason. Like I, I've wanted her to stick it to them because she, she's like in a really bad situation and she sees what's happening to her brother. And it's just like, I want out of this and you, this is the only way out. Right. And, and you know, when, when Laura Linney is like, Oh, well, what are you going to tell him, huh? Without blowing up this family, what are you going to tell him? Well, we don't really know what she told him, but she, uh, all of it, presumably, because it's pr- client presumably, yeah, privilege, comp- or uh, yeah, attorney right, which client privilege, just like a fuck you to her mom, you know? Yeah, but but also like exactly what her mom deserved. I I don't know. I I have complicated feelings on on Charlotte's emancipation stuff, but overall, I liked it. Yeah, I do too. What is she, 17 right now? Maybe. 16, 17? Uh, I can't uh, Driving remember. age, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, I don't know, wait it out, I guess. Yeah, but she might be dead. <laughs> she might be dead in a year or two. That's true, but if you move to the trailer park down the street, there's just as much chance of death soon. That's fair, especially <laughs> you know? with Cade, when he was still around, yeah. Or like the the... Uh, what did you call Ruth? The the power around that trailer park. Mm-hmm. She uh, think Ruth would kill her. No, no, no. I'm just saying Ruth brings just as much trouble working for Marty oh, as living in Marty's right, house. Right. So she escapes her parents, but not really. Right. Yeah. You know, if anything, being under their roof is the same kind of protection as. Yeah, being under the roof is the best kind of protection, really. Because if you're going to bike your way know, to school, then... an awful they... lot like Wendy here. Well, I mean, maybe don't ride your bike to school and then people... You know what? It's that stretch of road. People should avoid that stretch of yeah, road. That that's where kids on bikes get their head shaved. That's where <laughs> That's where parolees get shot. That's, that's where, where farmer opium farmers get shot up. Yes. Uh, that's the, where everybody the, gets shot. Uh, the I can't remember any of these names, but the construction worker that they were trying to pressure into pushing the casino through, one of his guys got gunned down on that same road. Man. Don't go down that road. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty it's simple, called, guys. It's called Murder Street. They should know. <laughs> they should really know not to go it's on Murder Street. It's literally called Murder Street. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing down there? <laughs> uh, so we talked about the baby. I And, you know, I, I talked about... Uh, Cade dying is one of my favorite parts of this season because I hated him so much. <laughs> he's the worst. But th- there was that one scene where Cade goes to Ruth and he's trying to pressure her to get Marty's money. And he says, if you don't get me the money, I'm going to tell Wyatt that you killed his father. And I thought that was a really great moment for Ruth. Because mm-hmm. she just goes over there and she tells him, you know. Right. It was, but It was serious business. Sure. But is that an act of bravery to... Be forced into doing it, you know. If no, not if she had not been forced into telling the truth, would she have ever? And it, I, yes, in that moment, it was very brave for her to do that. Um, it just—I I mean, it just—you can see how much it took of her. Like, even if, absolutely. even though she's pressured into it, and even though 
she, she doesn't have much of a choice here. She she ultimately she has to like collect herself, mm-hmm. and there's this whole build up to it. And I just thought it was a really well acted scene from from Ju- Julia Julia Gr- Greasy. That's her name. Ju- Julia G. That's what uh, I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yes, this, I don't know this the, is the tip of my tongue name. too. Yeah. Um, she seemed like she was just sort of a pawn throughout this entire, um, the, this entire season, you know? Yeah. She didn't really have a storyline of her own. She had part of Cade's storyline. Mm-hmm. She had part of Wait or Wyatt's storyline. You know, these That's fair. things that she's sort of interconnecting. Um, and when she did try to exert her will on stuff, it didn't matter. Right. Like when she tried to get Wyatt back into school, none of that mattered. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when she wanted to, you know, she was still the person who was running the strip club. But when they put in that other guy, oh, you know, that guy, he, he and his stripper girlfriend, which was also bizarre. It was. I thought for yeah. sure that woman was playing him, but uh-huh. she wasn't. It, what does she see in that guy? <laughs> what does she see in that guy? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. No, that uh, was that was super weird. Uh, but you're right. Ruth doesn't have much. Uh, agency, uh, yeah, agency in yeah. this season even though she's out there doing a lot of stuff it none of it is her her own v- will you right know? we got a lot more screen time with her this season i feel like compared mm-hmm. to the last we but did. not more ruth time hmm. um that's fair she's a very uh, it's a very interesting actress who's been in a lot have you are you caught up on maniac no, I've seen the first episode. The first episode? Uh-huh. Okay, well, she she's in that season a lot, too. Or uh, in that series, rather. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, just like... saw, I just saw Wyatt in something. Um, Did you? Yeah. Guy who plays Wyatt was in Castle Rock. That's right. When? Toward the end. Okay. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think so. I he had the same doofusy face and very long hair, so... Nothing wrong with a doofusy face, though. Uh, <laughs> Nothing at all wrong with that. Let's talk about Buddy. I liked, I liked uh, Buddy and Jonah's stuff this season. You know, when Buddy, yes. when Buddy dies, the way it affects Jonah was pretty good. Yeah, every single episode I saw Buddy in, I was yeah waiting for him to die at the end or in the <laughs> right. middle of it. Every time I uh, saw a Buddy on screen, I was waiting for him to die. I thought his uh, his relationship with the teamsters was fun because mm-hmm. he definitely fucked that guy's wife <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah but i don't know it was an in <laughs> yeah no buddy had a lot of like false deaths i think the only person to have more false deaths than jacob this season was buddy because jacob in my mind died twice like that shoot at, that it's not even a shootout nobody was shooting back well the driver was but you know he gets shot up in the car and he lives through that somehow mm-hmm. which I didn't think he should live through that. I thought oh, they're TV bullets. They don't really count. <laughs> okay. Magical TV bullets. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he died there once and then he died later when Darlene poisoned him. Uh, but Buddy died like six times. Buddy yeah. died in the hospital, but he died in the car, but he died in his bed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of buddies dead. <laughs> buddy died season. from smoke inhalation, from uh, right. setting on fire an entire field of poppies. Yep. Uh, buddy died a lot of times. He made that last one really count. <laughs> he sure did. Jonah will remember that. It was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Now they've got the house to themselves, and Wendy's ready to stay there forever. Um, yeah, yeah. Buddy, Buddy taught Jonah quite a bit. In, in Too much? That, 
I don't think so. No? I just think... enough to, to get by in this family? Right. Just enough to get by in this family. The I wonder how Charlotte would have developed under Buddy's tutelage. How long have they hmm. been in this house? I Maybe a year? Maybe... That sounds right. Enough but time to get established, buy a bunch of businesses, and get a casino opened by the end of the season. I think it's been like two weeks. No, there's no way. <laughs> there's no like day way. one. Day one, uh, Jason Bateman came in and opened like four businesses. It had to have taken and then, weeks and weeks and then to refurbish. It took a week or, and a half to get the casino done. But they, by the end, that riverboat is like totally done and ready to go. There's they, no way. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course not. But no, I, I think you're it's right. A year sounds three right. Three weeks tops. <laughs> it sounds right. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I, I, I wonder, well, I don't know. If Charlotte would have benefited under Buddy's tutelage, then she would have connected with Buddy a lot sooner. I Next just don't want Charlotte season. to get sucked in. I don't want her yeah. to get more a part of this family's operation. I want to get. I want her to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. What do we want Jenna to do? Jonah can can get into the the money laundering operation. I mean, he's already in too deep. His mom asked him to launder money for them. He offered. He wanted I to know. be there. This kid is on the bleeding edge of cryptocurrency, and <laughs> that's what I mean. This kid is too far gone. Right. You're just gonna have to cut your losses and try and get Charlotte out. Yeah, that's my idea. Um, yes. All in favor of Charlotte emancipating. Mm-hmm. What are what are your thoughts on? Uh, can we talk about Charles Wilkes? <laughs> he, he is not mentioned in my notes anywhere. Really? Nowhere in my notes. He was so I, heavy. I make in a the reference first... to a casino, but <laughs> I guess he helped with that, right? Yes, I guess that might be the biggest oversight in my notes. What do you want to say about? Um, uh, I just think this character, Chucky, I... Chucky Dubs. I mean, the the fact that he's not in your notes is indicative of what I'm about to say, but. <laughs> He he's he's a person who's incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. has a lake house in the Ozarks that he meets people in. Yep. And for the most part, his operation is. Is uh, is pretty legal yeah. for the most yeah. part. You know, there's some there's some things you shouldn't do, like um, blackmail senators, but who hasn't eh, done yeah. that <laughs> or. um uh, what's the other thing? Oh, or just straight up pay off senators, things mm-hmm. that he is well practiced in. Um, but also, I'm trying to think of a delicate way to say this. Also demands quid pro quo without quid pro quo. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Uh, I'm I'm talking about the episode where he asked wendy to sleep with him in exchange for buying a senator someone's favor right but that was like all a test or something maybe maybe but then he like wants to run away with it he's very protective i don't know right i don't understand this guy yeah Yeah. um uh, no i think uh, somewhere along the course of this season he it sounds weird because I think they only like see each other five times in the whole season, but he falls in love with Wendy. Right. In like his weird, creepy, I'm powerful and have no con like no real emotional connections to anyone way. In, in a super, super Catholic way. I, because yeah. that's a I thought that was a put on with the big gold chain, but apparently he's done his research and that's yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm very confused by this character. And ultimately, she's able to undo him with an anonymous doma- donation. Right. Now and you've accepted cartel money. You're, you're dirty. Yeah. Right. But, you know, uh, the rational part of me thinks that you can instantly say, oh, I made a mistake by accepting this money. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah. I thought it was someone else sent it back. And then her plan's undone. But Yeah, you would think so. But yeah, Wendy's Wendy's very crafty this season. I loved yeah. I loved all the things she was doing, and maybe she had to use a rube like Charles Wilkes to get it done. But I, I just don't feel and like a baby to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both throwaway characters. <laughs> yeah. I, I I didn't feel like Charles Wilkes actually did anything this season, did he? Because like all he did was arrange meetings, right? He, I yes. Which is something I think Wendy could have gotten done on her own. I think mostly he just told her who to contact for what. Right. And then I, they use that. This, that seems like the the most boring thing he could have done. Uh, Charles Wilkes, attorney, chief of staff, assistant type of person. Right. Whose face I know from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think House of Cards was the last time I saw him. Maybe. Uh, could be. Yeah. You might, you might be thinking of Harry Stamper, who also has a face no, like no, this man. Yeah. It's the, it's, that guy was in, I think he was the, like, editor-in-chief at, um. You could be thinking of Corey Stoll, who also has a face kind of like this man. No, the <laughs> listeners will know who I'm talking no, about. the jazz guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Jazz guy? The, yeah, he had that crazy jazz and he was dancing in his office. Oh, yes. That guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that guy. Okay, so. Uh, I think that guy was underused. Like, I thought he would be more powerful and intimidating. The first time he shows up, it's like, don't ever try to call to arrange a meeting again. Yeah. There's a very clear thing well, there. Well, he's working for a very religious, moral man. Like, how how scary can you be when you're not allowed to murder? You're not <laughs> allowed to, to well, poison people. That. You're not allowed to shoot people. Yeah. You're not allowed to take dirty money like you can't do any of the things that make scary people scary you're not going to be scary right that's true he still is kind of scary just look <laughs> at his face <laughs> i don't know I, I thought i thought that that the, those two as a combo was strange because they could have done something more with it yeah i think uh, so and you know i'm kind of taking the piss a little when i say that charles wilkes did nothing in this season i think he made a lot of things happen uh but wendy really worked the hardest and i feel like you know, as much as season one of this show was kind of run by the men, season two has very much been run by the women, mm-hmm. right? Like, you look at Wendy making all the moves here and making all the decisions for the family in the in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Helen, I think you said her name was. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you kind of disproved my point on Ruth. I was going to say Ruth was running shit, but she's not. But she's, she is, she's in charge again. She's and trying. And she was set up to be the person to handle everything after the birds escaped. Yeah. And then there's Darlene, right? Darlene is running the <sighs> there's Darlene the, the farm. And then there's also Rachel. Ah, right. Rachel, yeah, she came back. She must not. I mean, she's not really in charge of anything at all, but was crucial in mm-hmm. Marty making this all happen. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Darlene or Rachel first? Because I got a lot to talk about both of those people. Oh my God, Rachel didn't make it to my notes either. Really? No. Oh my she should have. She should have. <laughs> yeah. She does more than Charles Wilkes. Okay, so let's talk about Darlene first. Okay. Jesus, I, Darlene. I mentioned this to Aaron in another podcast, but 
during the Baldies this year, you should have an, uh, a category for best villain, uh, which is, okay. you know, it's just kind of the same as best actor, but, you know, you want to put that in the person who's your hero of the story mm-hmm. most often. But some of these villains are so despicable, like uh, Joffrey from Game of Thrones. They're so well <laughs> yeah. acted. And the point is to hate them. And you hate seeing them on screen and everything they're doing. Yeah. And I hate Darlene. <laughs> what, I uh, did too. Uh, yeah. Tell me what you think about the uh, the scene where they did uh, Darlene and what's his name? The, Charles Wilkes. Uh, the Snell patriarch oh uh, uh jacob. jacob jacob yeah, yeah. tell me about tell me what you think about them meeting for the first time oh the flashback to right before like the 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 quintessential like you get a little bit of flashback before you die yeah uh i thought they didn't do enough with it it, it was a very like it came out of nowhere because ozark has never done this before mm-hmm. right uh so it confused me a little bit and i was like oh this is gonna have a different format this season and that was the only scene that they ever showed of it yeah and i'm like did they do enough to show that darlene was kind of this crazy go lucky person uh and that jacob fell for her because of that and now this is kind of his undoing i guess they did just barely enough but i would have liked something more out of it. right like, maybe show me a little bit more why jacob decided that this was his life path you know right exactly i feel like they spent uh, a lot of time last season selling us on how madly in love and this season selling us on how madly in love these people are. And I believe that. And that kind of flashback to that earlier relationship and how she was just kind of wild and carefree. And that was what attracted him. Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense. But given those two things combined, why would she murder him in his bed over yeah. a casino land deal? That's where there's some like family thing here, right? Like the farm is more important to her than Jacob. Yeah. And if you told me that her killing Jacob was the way for her to get a baby for sure, Mm -hmm. or some sort of reason for her to have to kill him besides a land deal not going through. Yeah. I I don't think Jacob would have gone along with her plan to get the baby. Mm -hmm. And so she had to, she had to, stuff him out but he always finds a place whenever there's this disagreement between her and it's always her against every other kind of thing they're trying to get going mm-hmm. that they they find some sort of amicable resolution for um it, but she's the kind of person I, I i very much read her as the kind of person who doesn't want to give up anything doesn't want to give up an inch like she has an idea of how this thing is going to go. And if it doesn't go exactly like she thinks, then she's dissatisfied with the whole thing. How is the casino plan not going exactly as they thought? Because they're having to give up more land than they want to. And she, for some yeah. reason, has this like crazy attachment yeah, to the right. land. And I, I understand, like, you know, that's kind of a thing for, I don't know, wealthy landowners <laughs> for the, where the land has been in the family for generations. And it's like, well the land is part of us, you know, and you take that away and we have nothing. Yeah, that makes sense. I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like there is a middle ground and Jacob, you're right, finds it every time. Mm -hmm. It's just that doesn't satisfy her. 
Yeah, it started with poisoning heroin and then it murdering her hun- and then own husband. Poisoning tea? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's poison, really a one-trick one, one uh, pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just poison. If poison can't solve her problem, <laughs> she's just doomed. Yeah, exactly. Um, her, her, you should have seen her in school. Her math test, poison the teacher. <laughs> got an A. Oh, our teacher died again. <laughs> got an A. She always got straight A's, but she had the worst fortune in her <laughs> teachers just dying all the time. Yeah, didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that's that's about all I've got on Darlene, but God, she's just so awful to watch. And the way, uh, and again, I'm not criticizing this actress at all. No, but she does the, a great job. The way she speaks, the way she acts, is just like I hate seeing her on screen anytime. <laughs> when she takes that baby from Marty mm-hmm. at the funeral, yeah, I just ah, I love this baby more than you ever could. <laughs> Actually, she's probably right about that. Absolutely. Marty doesn't love anything. Marty loves not dying. That's all Marty loves. Marty loves opening casinos and getting the fuck out. I guess so. But, well, he's going to be disappointed. I kind of want to talk about the end, like where we end up at the the final episode. Um, Before we do that, I want to talk about Rachel and Detective Petty. The only kind of story we haven't covered yet. Yeah. Um, Detective Petty, what the fuck? I mean, he's a he's a ruthless son of a bitch who's dealing with far more ruthless sons of bitches. And the, yeah, in the first season, I could not peg this guy, and then it became uh, this is kind of problematic. But then it became obvious that his thing was that he was closeted gay, mm-hmm. um, which is just kind of plays into the punish your gay stereotype in media yeah because you know they just made it seem like he was such a fuck up and a terrible person because he was just being closeted about being gay Um, okay gotcha uh he had this kind of like thing going with his partner at the time he started a sexual relationship with his um ci russ yeah um and then continued that behavior in this in this season Mm mm-hmm mugging guys to get drugs to supply rachel um i know there's gotta be there's gotta be a process for that right i mean yeah you could probably requisition drugs from the fbi and say hey i need this for my informant exactly we're trying to set up a sting and you know we need certain resources uh heroin's one of them or meth is one of them Or, or like methadone which is a a drug that they use in rehab clinics to wean people right. off of heroin, things like that. Um, it seems like this can't be the first time that the FBI is run into a, a drug addict CI. Yeah, I think the only like defense here is that he is kind of borderline on the outs with the FBI. Like the, his investigation just shit out last season, uh, got his CI killed. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of having a hard time justifying what he's doing at all. Let alone like saying, "Hey, I need six pounds of meth, please." <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. So I, six pounds is a lot, and Rachel needs it. <laughs> so does. yeah, you got to get it where yeah. you can. Uh, so I mean, Detef- Detective Petty was kind of an anomaly for me for a long time. You know, the way he, the way he set Ruth up to look like she was talking to the uh, the FBI seems pretty obvious, especially since the cartel 
was definitely the people watching them from across the street and had to have known better, but mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess the cartel knows better, but just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, the way that Detective Petty met his end via Cade mm-hmm. in the river, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, it sounds like you're going to say it was bullshit. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that and say, oh, it was total bullshit. Uh, no. No, you're not okay. <laughs> No, no, all not right. at all. I think um, uh, Detective Petty could have died any time between the first episode of the first season and <laughs> at the end of the last. And now, yeah. Um, because it's just he's just this, this despicable guy. He is, yeah. I, I, I have this problem when I watch, um, and I watch a lot of like true crime type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching a show that's centered around police and detectives, they're always against the FBI or the CIA or anyone coming in. If you're watching a show about the FBI, it's about how all the police uh, or the police force is incompetent. Right. If you're watching a show about CIA, you know, it goes on and on. And they mm-hmm. these departments just sort of uh, insult each other that way. But... Was this the first time where we saw him in the FBI building being scolded by his superiors? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So the first season I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to deal with this bullshit because that's what his people are telling him to do. Mm-hmm. But everyone looks down at him here, so he's just even more despicable. Yeah, this time he's doing it all on his own. So I guess Cade and Detective Petty just kind of wrap themselves up in a neat little bow and well, we're done with that. No, 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 no. I think we're very much not done with that. I think it's going to be one of the major threats next season because they they find the truck, right? Like two, mm-hmm. two yahoos, whatever, at the end of the final episode, find the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to know, okay, it's the FBI truck. They're going to be looking around. Uh, so the F, uh, in my opinion, next season is going to be like, two big threats it's going to be the kansas city mob like frank mm-hmm. uh what's his face who yeah. blo- blows up marty's office in the last episode oh shit i forgot about that yeah it's gonna yeah. be those guys and the fbi all like convert like i <laughs> i i really liked wendy's power play at the end where she says you know i'm gonna make the decision for once uh just like you did when you moved us to the fucking ozarks marty uh and didn't consult us at all mm-hmm. i'm gonna now make that decision because i've got something good here going but i think at the same time she's also setting up shop in the nexus of a shitstorm. like the next season is gonna be the mob and the cartel that they're already working with and the fbi all coming in full force and wendy's gonna have to try and deal with that mm-hmm. so i'm like really worried about next season for the the bird the birdhouse yeah it's gonna be a mess there's gonna be shit all over the place um put down some newspapers what i was thinking is that that park ranger definitely took down Cade's plates when he was coming out of the forest so i just thought that they would immediately tie that back to finding the truck there but oh and just blame it all on Cade. and well and then finding Cade dead i guess reopens that so yeah probably there's a lot to investigate if they find Cade dead i mean he gets gets gunned down presumably the the cartel's gonna you know, do what they do with bodies, which I guess is bury them under the... Leave them on the street. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it's a cartel. I mean, I you, ever, you ever think about that? Like, uh, the fact that that guy in a truck had a gun that no one could probably trace back to him, you can just shoot a guy dead in the street and disappear. Yeah, probably. 
I know. I've tried. I'm sure that's. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that works. stuff happens all the it time. It works. Uh, but so, yeah, that's all I want to talk about with Detective Betty. Do you have anything else? Well, I was going to talk about the end, like kind of where we where we end up with everybody, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a good time to go into it because I was just talking about the FBI. I think they're going to be coming in. Uh, the Kansas City mob is clearly like pissed off about the casino thing and how they're not going to get their cut of it. What are they pissed off about? Wasn't the deal for Marty to use union labor to build the whole thing? And when we see it at the end, yeah. it's done, right? So. But they also want the union people work. The gaming commission tied with the Kansas City mob wants the right. the union people to work in the casino. And he made the promise to the senator who approved the the raising of the casino limit mm-hmm. that he wouldn't use union people at all. Oh, so I now missed he, that. Okay. Yeah, so he set up these two like diametrically opposed promises with the anticipation he'd be gone. Exactly. Like he was like, this doesn't matter. They can sort it out later. I'm going to run. And now Wendy's like stuck them in the middle of, like I said, a shit storm. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in for next season. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, this was a uh, nice, concise 10 episode seasons, uh-huh. uh, which is good. I think there's, I think there's a little bit of like filler stuff that maybe they didn't need, you know, a, Rachel overdosing some sort of like kind of sexual relationship that may have been started between Rachel and uh, Marty. Yeah. Which wasn't necessarily. That didn't seem like, I don't uh, even know what that was in there for. Right. Exactly. Like just, just to get Marty to be like somewhat more open. No, no, no. To like, to, to kind of put Wendy and Marty on equal ish footing from, from like a, oh, from like Marty's perspective? A fidelity, morality kind of perspective. Yeah, detective. I, I mean, Detective Petty was pushing Rachel to do that. Yeah, but it didn't. It still didn't seem like enough motivation to for Marty to have bought into that. No, like here's it, it this was woman who stole a bunch of money, disappeared, and obviously came back with a severe drug habit. <laughs> Now's my chance to get in there. <laughs> right. This is. Uh, this I'm gonna is, show my wife. <laughs> stock is low. I'm buying. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing is, I, I find it really hilarious that Marty sets up Ruth with the keys to the, the city, right? The operation mm-hmm. fully intent on leaving. And then he's going to have to come back and say, Oh, uh, Ooh. sorry, Ruth, but I got to get those keys back from you. Those cooked yeah. books. If you could just give them back to me, you didn't, you didn't look, did you? Yeah. So she's going to be super disappointed by that. Oh, um, I'm not very familiar with how criminal enterprises work, but... Oh, I am. So ask your questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bald move, basically one big criminal enterprise. (laughs) Small criminal enterprise. Yeah. I heard you guys were con men. Um, (laughs) What what does Ruth get out of that? Is the deal that she is going to take the bird's cut and just continue to turn the money in on time? Was that the whole deal for a few months until they were like, well, I haven't actually heard from Marty in a while? That's a really good question, actually. I think that he's kind of implicitly leaving her the the percentage points of the casino mm-hmm. that they would have had. But I can't imagine that the cartel goes, well, Marty left and he had points, so I guess we need to keep those points with ruth although marty says something along the lines of like they won't even notice for a while Hmm. yeah i mean if she i assume that meant she just kept 
turning over her share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's think not you're an right. in-person thing. Do they right. Just she just FedEx cuts it and, to each other. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up in plastic and send the bricks of cash through FedEx. Uh, yeah. No. That that is a really good question. Like, how is that all going to go play out for Ruth? And I don't know that Ruth thought it through either. Kind of no. like I didn't. No, uh, nobody's thinking here. <laughs> no, no one is. But but I think she also like. <laughs> it's it's also kind of gross that Marty is leaving her in the hands of the cartel, basically, right? Like, there are other business interests here. It's not just the casino. It's also the strip club. It's the uh, boat house. The yeah, the Blue Cat Club. Rachel's place, right? The Blue Cat. Um, the boat house or that the, was Ruth's thing. That was yeah. Ruth's whole thing. Mm-hmm. The strip club. The funeral home. Yes. But those are that's all run by cartel money, right? Like cartel yeah. is expecting a cut of that, and he's just saying, "Okay, Ruth, you work for the cartel now." Yeah, right. Like she she was always working for the cartel, but not like directly. Now she's where Marty was before he left. Of course, none of this matters because he's coming back. But yeah, yeah, Maybe. it was a pretty shitty thing to set her up in. Right, and but she seemed to be you know had open eyes about doing it. Yeah, that's um, true. And she's already been tortured and waterboarded by the cartel. So uh-huh. she knows what she's in for, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And she accepts it. So. Hmm. um, I believe they've already been renewed for season three. Oh, have they? That's good. Because uh, I'm excited for season three. Yeah. That's no way to leave this season. But yeah. I don't know. I guess I could leave it up to my imagination that they just live the rest of their lives in uh protection living in fucking missouri (laughs) well you gotta you gotta juice that baby a little bit more like i don't feel like they've gotten all the juice out of the baby drama yet so they gotta come back for a season three yeah they gotta really like squeeze that baby dry and then i don't know like they need to get rid of it i guess maybe it can grow up like maybe it can grow up faster than the rest of the people in the show Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a show where that happens. Full House. Did that happen in Full House? Did the babies so. grow up faster? Yeah. Twilight. It happened Twilight? in Twilight. Yeah. Oh, Vampire Christ, babies. you're right. <laughs> you're <laughs> right. Oh, my God. You actually know that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I know it. <laughs> All right. We got to shut down this podcast. Yes. This uh, has gone on way longer than I thought thought it would but there's a lot to talk about there was there's a whole season of television uh, i'm looking forward to season three thanks cecily for being on the podcast with me of course having something to talk about here thanks for having me uh i know you're doing a podcast with aaron about uh, something yes well we are currently doing our american horror story podcast yeah. we were doing um our instant takes wednesday nights and then uh a kind of feedback uh, correction podcast on Friday. We need a lot. It's mostly corrections, obviously. <laughs> and then um, we're also thinking about starting a kind of advice uh, podcast. Okay. So if you check forums.baldmove.com, we're, 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 the biggest problem is thinking of a name. It always is. Yeah. Always is. <laughs> I hate doing that. That's why most of our podcasts are named like Fargo Podcast, <laughs> an unofficial blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. We haven't even started talking about the artwork. That's going to be in... So sometime uh, like October of next year, I think we'll have it ready to go. (laughs) Look forward to it. But in the meantime, send your uh, suggestions out to there. Awesome. 
Sounds good. Uh, We'll see everybody next time. Until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Cecily. See ya.